Live from the new spacious Forever Dog Studios in beautiful downtown Los Angeles and from the satellite Forever Dog Studios in Baltimore, Maryland, this is Groomzilla! And now your host, Dan Gill and Eric Dorian. Oh, yeah. Oh, what's yeah. What's up, Dan? Oh, what's going on, Eric? I'm doing great, man. Oh, you look great, dude. Thanks, dude. I'm I'm just fucking, I'm just trying to make it happen in March. It's wedding March. Oh, it's hashtag wedding March. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for to li- Thanks for listening to Groomzilla's. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you for turning up week after week to Groomzilla's, the only wedding planning podcast by grooms for grooms and everyone in between. Eric, I I we got we gave you the tour earlier, but I can't get over how spacious these new Forever Dog Studios are. It looks it looks. Incredible. We are in, it looks incredible. We're in downtown Los Angeles, just off of Pershing Square. It's fantastic. We got a real office now. We're, we're not in we're not in Highland Park anymore. We're not Mark Marin in this thing. We're we're downtown. Downtown. Uh it's a, the action's happening. Oh we're industry, a metropolis. I want to go hey. downtown. Oh my god. Who wouldn't want to go to downtown? All the lights are bright down here. I'll tell you that. Downtown. Uh-huh. Uh, Around the corner from the jewelry district, if I'm not mistaken. You are not mistaken. LA is, LA is fading away from my in my memory no. as I'm more and more becoming a Marylander. You were, uh, you were right on the money there. I walked by some jeweler, jewel, jewelers on the way here. On Hill Street, my old bus stop. Sure, Hill Street Blues. We all know it. Uh, thanks once again for joining us. Uh, we got a great show lined up for you today. Um, Eric, how are you doing? How's how is Maryland treating you? You your your boys uh UMBC had some University of Maryland, Baltimore County. Had, uh yeah. That was exciting. To ever be the number one seed. Males. Uh, in males, yes. Yeah. Males. Yeah. Males basketball. In males basketball. <laughs> um uh things good though they're the retrievers they're the retrievers that's what i love about them yeah loyal dogs loyal dogs dog they're they're like (laughs) i mean it was like dog they're just that's what i loved about yeah they're playing who they who they beat virginia the cavaliers come on get out of here we're just a dog we're the retrievers (laughs) just like the the most middle of the road dog just their logo is literally just a dog and they even try to make it like all mean looking because it's a sports mascot (laughs) so of course it's got to have death on its mind and like dead like red eyes yeah but it's still just a dog it's just a cute lovable dog what i love about it yeah they were great um, we, 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 all month long here, of course, is wedding March here on Groomzilla's brought to you by Zola.com, Z-O-L-A.com. Eric, I, I kind of feel like we should just get right into this hashtag wedding March. I do's, I don'ts for this week. Cause we got a lot of episodes. Right Let's jump, jump right, right into this it. Is, I, I don't have any more time to fuck around yeah. because we are so deep into wedding March. Well, you know what? It's wedding season. We're dialed in. We're just going to jump right in. We're not gonna. We're not gonna push it off anymore. Let's open Stop up the bag. Stop talking about it. And just do it. Stop talking. Open about up the it and bag. Just fucking do it. Open up the bag. Play the music. Dance for me, pony boy. Whoa. Excuse me. <laughs> Dance for me, pony boy. Welcome to hashtag wedding march. I do's. I don'ts. Eric, I got a few for you. Are you ready for this? Hit me. Okay. Oh, so- all right. What we do, just in case you don't know, is we go down some some of the trends. I, I do some research about 2018 wedding trends, some do's, some don'ts, 
And I throw it off to Eric, and, and he weighs in on whether it's an I do and or I don't. This is I do's, I don'ts, hashtag wedding march edition. Right off the bat, we got one from onefabday.com, written by Selena Murphy. Offbeat animals. Offbeat animals. We've ooed and odd at a lot of real weddings where the couple's pet pup played a starring role. But in 2018, you'll be partying with animals of a more unusual breed. We're talking alpacas, donkeys, goats, pigs, peacocks, and even turtles. Offbeat animals. Is that a yay or nay, Eric? Uh, we, just, we were just talking about dogs. No. I feel like I, we were just talking about dogs. Definitely the most on-beat yeah. animal that there is. Yes. Pound for pound, <laughs> the greatest animal yeah. that has ever existed. I agree. The dog. The dog. The dog. <laughs> Um, but these are offbeat animals, and oh and, and the, the, the when you say alpaca, the first thing I think about is just like spitting. Yeah, like if you were if you were gonna invite a fucking animal, yeah, as domesticated as it may be by society, still a savage, yeah, a wild animal, right? Um, I mean, unless you're gonna get like an acting like like animals that act and shit, like oh. Um, that could be cool. Like a bear would be cool. Like a sick ass, like one of those big black bears, like the bear that was in like Game of Thrones or some shit like that. You want a bear at a wedding? I don't know if that's a good idea. Well, I mean, is it any worse or better than an alpaca? It's not going to tear your face off if it. Unless you're Peruvian. I mean, if you're Peruvian, it's a whole different other thing. But it's like, okay, I don't know. The picture in this article had like people holding a turtle. I'm like, what? What are we doing? Um, for why? Exactly. I mean, like, unless it's What's your the pet, point? like, is it your pet? Like, if you're going to go out of your way to get a weird animal that's not in your life. Yeah. You know, I can understand if there's an animal. I mean, because we thought about getting a reindeer at one point. Well, they were sold out. Yeah. At our wedding, we we're just going to have a reindeer there. But that was on that was on that was on theme. That was a Christmas themed wedding. Christmas in the desert. Yeah. And um, you would have gotten like a, a desert reindeer. Yeah. Okay. I uh, I on this offbeat animal thing. I'm just gonna say I don't. I don't. Because why? It's a hard don't. Because why? It's a hard don't. Are you on? Are you also an I don't? Um. See, I I feel like I waffle because a lot of this time the do's and the don'ts. You know, I don't. I don't. That's a hard don't. But like, I get it. If you want to have that type of wedding where it's like anything can happen type wedding, you know. Uh huh. Like oh, like. An alpaca spit on Aunt Susie, but isn't that the funniest thing? If yeah. you want that kind of wedding, yeah, then go by all means get a fucking alpaca. That'd be fun or a turtle. I mean, yeah. yeah, but yeah, for the one moment, I don't think it's worth it. It's this. This is a wedding, not a petting zoo. Can I say that? Yeah, I just said it. All right, moving on. That's an I don't for both of us. Moving on. Um, ac- acrylics, acrylics, like nails. No, um, like uh. How how can I? It's like a um, clear acrylic. Uh, what it's like uh, for table plans, table numbers, wedding signs, welcome signs, place cards. Etsy says the number of views for a acryl- a clear acrylic wedding has increased by a colossal three hundred nine percent over the past year. So the picture was it was like a like a pane like a clear pane of some like acry- acrylic. And then you write, no, I get it. you write, uh, you write the font on there, and then it sets on your table. Um, bonus: there's literally no color scheme; it can't match. Okay, 
Um, yeah. I mean, like, this is just, I feel like this is such a reactionary trend. Yeah. This is a trend. This is in reaction to, like, the arts and crafts, like, artisanal fucking, uh, what's it called? What are the, what are those, bu- Dan, what are those d- bugs that light up? Lightning, lightning bugs. Lightning bugs. This is like, you know, this is the, this is the opposite of, like, a lightning bug and a fucking mason jar farm wedding. Is like, you want to have a fucking... Yeah. You want everything to be clear and plastic and mainstream. Like, oh, why don't you get married at the Apple store? Do me a favor. This is a hard dumb. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, I like that. I like that logic too. This kind of goes back to our I do's, I don'ts wedding march from last week when we were talking about the, how the new barn is now the, the warehouse downtown. Everything's going, everything's going like, like the Apple store kind of postmodern post pomo little, little tech inspired. You know what? Pomo. I don't know if this is pomo. Uh, I know that, it, to me, it sounds a little bit like, you know, your stepdad's dental office. No offense. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> to any dentist sons that may be in the building. Yeah. In the new spacious, very nice, spacious. So nice. Downtown. Um, no, I'm with you. I, I, uh, you know what? It's also such a low stakes thing that it's not going to make or break your day. So no. if you're really feeling it, by all means, I do it. But like, I don't know. Who cares? I think I think there's a way to do it. I think there's a way to do it so it's like subtle. But if it's like, if it's gonna be your theme, uh-huh. like your your theme is all like mainstream, clean cut, like yeah, radio Radio Shack shit, you know? Radio Shack. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, probably not. Sure. Yeah, do whatever. You moving want. on, moving on. I'm not. I'm not mad anymore. I I kind of talk myself into it actually. As yeah, you notice. I, I don't noticed know if you that. Noticed. <laughs> I was so heated at first by the idea of it well you didn't um, want a silicon valley inspired wedding you don't you oh know god oh god the downfall of the fucking of society here we here are it comes here we here are we go. Here we hold go. on all right this one is uh this one is uh from a list of don'ts that i found um 26 wedding trend mistakes to avoid in 2018 okay i see okay. what you're doing so this is yeah so we're zagging when we're zigging we're zigging and we're zagging and yeah. now i'm gonna zag we're zagging where we zig yeah um, this is written by Madeline Luckle. I didn't have a source for the last one. Oh, it was Olivia Blair. Thank um, you, Olivia. I'm sorry. Thank you, Olivia. Sorry. And this one is Madeline Luckle. Lukel, not sure. Uh, her number three wedding trend mistake to avoid in 2018. Photo booths. Oh, I can see that. Photo booths had their moment, but you'll likely end up with a bunch of photos of your friends all doing the same thing. Think holistically and create fun, photo-ready moments Throughout the evening, a hand-painted mural or an archway trimmed with garlands are opportunities for guests to take great pictures that don't involve saying cheese or looking cheesy. Bronson Van Wick of Van Wick said that. So I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say I, I agree with this don't. Yeah. Just because I feel like even, even like not even weddings I go to, every party it seems is like get your goddamn photo booth and branded branded four set of pictures of the thing and there you are it was a little i mean when the trend started i appreciated it yeah. um because it came it was a natural progression from like i thought i liked it because it was like oh like a couple on their first date when they go to like a stupid ass bar that has a photo booth in it yeah and they have like photo booth pictures from their first date sure and then isn't it cute they have a photo booth at their wedding now yeah um that's cute yeah to me, it always felt a little bit of a little promish. It was a little promish from jump. Promish? Promish. Prom like. Oh, like yeah. High school for dance. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Not to discount but, people who have done it in the past, because I when it was no, when, no, that, no. when that trend. I was, wanted to do it. I wanted to do it. We didn't really. We ran out yeah. of. I mean, I have some great pictures from people who had photo booths at their wedding. Um, I got really tired of the props really fast, like the mustache thing or the glasses on yeah. the stick. Yeah, I'm. I am not. I'm not missing that one. The 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 the, the detective noir story. <laughs> um. So yeah, it was hard. It was hard to 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 lug that glass door. Yeah, from yeah. wedding venue to wedding. Yeah, venue. with the with the eye on it. Uh, so yeah, I'll agree. The the photo booths are probably done in their in their boring, just straightforward rental incarnation. I I agree with Bronson Van Wick of Van Wick. Give them give them like a thing to take a picture by. Of course. Well, I mean, you guys kind of nailed it. You guys just had uh. Your wedding photographer do portraits, yeah. which is the best of both worlds. You kind of control the situation. Yeah, um, she was also great. Megan Thompson was also just like incredible. Please hire her, just for fuck's sake. Megan she picture taker. She got it done, she, and they she got they look great, and yeah. they were staged. And and then you don't, you know, she was also directing people on how to uh, take their pics. So yeah, that's an idea. Um, she got a picture of me. It's in black and white. It is the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. Uh, not a surprise. Uh, I look so cool. So that's a, that was a don't. And I do agree with it. If you can mm -hmm. understand that. But um, I'm looking forward to photo booths coming back in five to seven years. Maybe you think it'll be know. that quick of a turnaround. Well, here's the thing. We live in an image based culture now. It's there. Thank you. Dan. Pictures. <laughs> pictures aren't going anywhere, but you just have to be a little no. more creative. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, this is the last thing I saw. This was in a couple different articles and I just, Tell me. just want to throw it out there. Tell me. Pretzel bars with dipping sauces. That's a hard yes. For sure. Are you talking soft pretzels? Any, pr so any kind of Soft pretzels. pretzel, yeah. Oh so my God. That so would make me so happy as a wedding. <laughs> so that would blow my, like before and after and like just kind of during. It's like during, yeah. It's like a food station yeah. kind of thing. Um, also. Or like that midnight snack. Because that's a, tr is it like a, because that would be perfect. For be. any, you can make a fucking meal out of a pretzel. Yeah. Depends on what kind of pretzel accoutrement you have, you know? Well, you got, I think they have like a cheese dipping. That's where you go. That's where you have fun with all the dips. Like sausages. Yeah. Like a German, like a, oh God. Yeah, Such a good mustards. idea. Oh um, maybe, God. or maybe take it on a sweet direction. Maybe you have like a caramel. That could be, and you can have the jars could be specially made. They could be like keepsakes. People could be like, oh, look, it's Danny Wendy's hot mustard. Uh -huh. Or like, you know, here's Wendy's, you know, hot honey mustard. And there's Dan's spicy, you know, whatever. I know what you're doing. Also. Slim Jim, Slim Jim infused bourbon <laughs> mustard. Whatever the mine? fuck you're. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, mine sucks. <laughs> uh, also. Uh, tied the knot. You got your pretzels tied up in a knot there. There's a little wordplay going on. Oh my that. god! Isn't that, Did you just come up with that, or that, that, does that say it no? There? No, it said it in one of the articles. Okay, but it's darling. Is it not darling? It's perfect. There's no. I don't understand how anybody could. I mean, like, unless like, I mean, like, it's not not the healthiest food. Oh, you're at a wedding. Who cares about that? But uh, you're at a wedding. Yeah, yeah, it's like I don't. I pretzels are fucking perfect. Yeah. So that's a big I do from the both. Anyone yeah, getting married exactly. this year, get that pretzel bar going. Get all those yeah. dipping sauce going. Or any kind of function, really. Pretzels just work. I might just have a soft pretzel on, on my ride home tonight. Oh, my God. I used to go, when I take public transportation, the Union Station's got a Wetzel's pretzels. Okay. Ugh. The fucking highlight of my day every day. 
All right, guys, that was hashtag wedding march. I do's, I don'ts. Let's close up the bag. Let's play the music. Such good music. All right. This is great. Man, I love that song. Can I just say, I know it's our podcast. Yeah. But I love that song. It's a good song. Really good song. And it was, again, performed specifically for that segment of the show. I love it. Which is uh, very special. Uh, Now it comes time to Groomzilla's for the hunk hotline. Eric, you ready to check this thing? I'm very excited about this. In case you didn't know, uh, we here at Groomzellas do have a hunk hotline. That's a, t- that's a toll-free, well, there might be a toll. There's, it's a number that you can call <laughs> and just shoot us, shoot us your advice, your questions, uh, your thoughts, uh, wedding-related or not. That number is 626-765-4995 or groomzillas at gmail.com. Any questions you got, any queries, leave us a message and we'll answer it on air. We do it every week, don't we, Eric? A question, there is no wrong answer to any question. Well. And, and no question is no, the wrong answer. No That's bad, what I meant to there's say. There's no bad That's what questions. I meant. Yeah. There's no bad, yeah. There's no bad no questions. No question is a bad answer. How's that? No, well, we might, yeah. We might have some bad answers, though. No question is a bad idea. There's no bad, there's no bad Six to six. There's no bad questions. There's only small parts. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Uh, my agent used to always say, just kidding. I never had one because I was too ugly. Oh, my God. Uh, all right. Let's listen to the messages. Hi, Dan and Eric. Um, I had a question. Um, I'm, I'm in the wedding planning process. Love listening to you guys. Um I just am so stressed out about the the whole thing, and I'm just sort of dreading the next few months of planning, and I, I just wanted some advice on how to actually enjoy it. Um, and, and someone just told me, you know, what are you doing if you're not enjoying the process? And I just wanted to get your take on, on how, to, how you deal with the stress. Thank you. Okay. Well, that was uh... – Thank you for listening, first of all, and thank you for calling thank in. Thank you so much. Thank uh, you so much. Appreciate keep the Keep listening. Keep staying strong. Keep being beautiful. Yeah. I, uh, Eric, do you have some thoughts or should I jump right in here? I got so many thoughts, dude. Uh, first of all, my first initial thought was if you can afford it, just hire a wedding planner. Uh, yeah. Get, get help where you can, of course. That's number one. If you can't afford it, because I feel like wedding planner is going to really alleviate a lot of the minutiae. The stuff that is not so much fun to take care of. Yes. Um, if you can't hire a wedding planner, if you can't afford a wedding planner, then make someone in your family do it for do the job of a wedding planner for free, which is essentially what I did. Yeah. Delegate um, delegate roles is important. Yeah, and people are gonna wanna do that. Uh if your family sucks and you can't do that, then just make it make make it as simple as you can stand it. Yeah. And I feel like make it a game. Yeah. Make it make it fun. I don't think there's I don't think there's any way it's not going to be stressful because you're planning your wedding. It's your biggest party. You're there's money so. involved. There's money involved. Um, but one thing and I, you know, looking back, I, I was stressed out the whole time. Um, and, you know, it should be a fun thing because, uh, you know, you only do this once. And I think the a big way to get around that is having a good schedule mm-hmm. um, and laying things out so it doesn't feel like it's such a, you know, huge task that you're undergoing. If you can yeah. 
just just back just back yeah. uh reverse engineer the thing from the day of um right. and then it's like you only have a couple things on your plate every day and then you yeah. can have fun with those things that you are doing yeah uh, it's like on the basketball court you know when you're down by 20 points there's no 20 point shot exactly you know yeah. there's not you know you you got if you want to come back you can come back from a 20 point deficit yeah you got you know what you need to do you need to score buckets and play defense and chip away at a lead you got to chip away there yeah. isn't there isn't just one button that you can press right. and be like oh shit i can just press this button and a wedding just is already done i'm not stressed let's just get married yeah taking care of everything there's no button like that no just spread it out Spread yeah. it out, delegate roles to those around you and just do a- one thing at a time. Ask do yourself one thing at a time. also just ask yourself what is the what is the biggest thing that is stressing you out? Um and and maybe figure out those things that aren't so fun for you to do because yes, you should be enjoying the process, but it's not all gonna yeah. be fun. And you can hire us to kill someone in your family. If it's someone in your family that's in the way that's stressing you out, if that's hire the, if that's the question you're to, asking. To kill that person. We will take them out. Uh, just one a- anecdote about that before we move on to the next call. Um, one of my favorite things we did, uh, in the wedding planning thing, cause I, I didn't, it was very stressful for me, but one of the best things we did was, uh, we just met, uh, we, we did this picture thing at JC Penny and we got mm-hmm. our, we got our pictures taken for perfect. Those um, portraits. Oh my God. For portraits. Uh, and then we put them on buttons and stuff when people got there. Um, but that was something that was uh, thinking about the wedding planning. That was the the best day by far because we we were we weren't even together. She was doing something else. I was doing something. We had to meet at J.C. Penny. I had on like a nice shirt. She she was already there. She came with her dress and like it was kind of like a date. Uh, yeah. And we got you know it was something we had to do for the wedding that ended up being fun in itself. And then we mm-hmm. went to uh, we went to uh, Islands and got some French fries. Making everything, making every task a date. That's a really good idea. Yeah. Just have fun with it. If you, you know, if you can afford, yeah, no, but like specifically making a date, like, okay, we're going to go get, we're going to do this thing. And then afterward, we're going to like, like, we're going to go taste cakes. Yeah. And then afterward, uh, you know, we're going to go get a cake. Yeah. Um, No, I mean, you know, we're going to go get drinks or whatever. Right. Um, And then also, well, and the other thing was, you know, you're already having a wedding and which is, uh, you know, an indulgent-ish thing to do. So you're already doing it. You might as well just go, like, just indulge your whimsy. Ind- yeah. Indulge yeah. your inner uh, gallivanter. And yeah. just have fun. Just have fun with it, I think. As much, as much as a fun. And don't worry, about, uh, don't worry about impressing anyone else with your wedding. That was a big problem I had where <sighs> I put so much weight on, you know, <sighs> what this wedding was. Good, and how it was going to be perceived nine times out of ten people are just there to have a good time they don't care they're just there to my new show they're there you, to support yeah. you so yeah. know that you are putting more pressure on yourself that need that you know needs to be there no one else is gonna no one else is gonna even notice um most of the things you're no. probably stressing about have fun just have fun. it's about you it's about your love it's about your union congratulations by the way congratulations and thanks for calling in and thanks for listening thank hope, you hope that was some help uh, we got uh, one more message. Mm. Gonna listen mm. to. Mm. Oh hi, Dan and Eric. Um, I'm hoping you can help me with a question. Um, my other half and I have just opened a joint banking account, and um, I'm struggling to justify what I can shove on it um, that 
counts as a shared cost. So I'm interested if you guys have dealt with this problem and um, what you agree ahead of time um, can and can't be joint costs. Thanks. Okay. I uh, I love this question, first of all. Thank Great you. Great question. Thank important you question. In. It is an important question that I don't think thank we've you. touched on too much here on Groovy. Dan, thank you for calling in also. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Yes. To both of our callers today, thanks for listening. And thanks for taking the time to ask us questions because we have opinions and, and I want to help on this. The joint you're checking better, thing. You're better at this stuff than I am. Money just turns into dog shit in my hands. <laughs> okay. Uh, the universe uh, gives me money and I try to keep it not dog shit. So um, yeah. do you have a joint? Let me first ask, do you and Drew have a joint checking account or have you merged your finances? We, we so with like a lot of or most of the wedding money that we got, we started a sa joint savings account, there which was like, yeah, with 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 plans to follow up on a joint checking account as well. Right. Um, so, so we're going full, full joint, full joint, full joint on everything. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Uh, because Wendy and I started a joint checking account, but it's purely for, and this was after the wedding. Um, mm -hmm. The wedding cost, we kind of like split down the middle, and Wendy just mm -hmm. told me to write her a check every now and then for, you know, fifty percent of what we were doing. Um, right. But the we have a joint checking account now for expenses, like purely okay. bills and kind of thing that we, you know, uh -huh. are for like down the line. So like real like, and then you guys have maintained an individual checking account. We have, yeah, for you know, I when but, I when I want to buy, um, you know, vintage board games. Mm -hmm. Um, Wendy doesn't have with, to pay for that with bags of cocaine stuffed inside. Sometimes, sometimes where the co where the quarters used to go, cocaine. Yeah. Um, but I think this, her, I think her question is, it sounds like how far can you push something on the joint checking thing? I think you can push it as far as you want to, as long as you communicate sure. up front and be upfront about stuff. Um, and I think, cause that's like the whole point of having a joint, anything I think is like yeah. sharing it. And then the basis of sharing it is communicating of it all. Um, but yeah, I think you can treat yourself. Uh, well, uh, I'm not sure if she oh. is is asking about the if she if, I don't know if she's married yet or not, or if they're asking about like wedding finances specifically and mm. what you can push on there or like life uh, expenses. So if it's a wedding related question and you're like curious about, you know, how far can I push him having to pay for like a dress or something that only benefits, in theory, the bride, um, you know, I just like you said. D be open and talk about it, you know, because there yeah. are there are certain things that, of course, are going to like, you know, benefit you more than him. I'm sure uh, the the bride, you know, he's not going to get his hair done um, and have an expense there like the bride might. Um, but at the same time, you know, that you don't have to chalk that up to one of your expenses in the joint thing because it's for both your things. Right. Yeah. It's a joint. And I and I think that you got to, yeah, make sure that, make sure that it stays equal and everyone is, is, uh, up to date with, with like, what is, who's paying for who, what is paying for what. So there's no, cause like, it sucks dealing with money. It sucks talking about money. As long as you are communicating about like where the money's going and where the money's coming from, then I think you're fine. Yeah. And if it's just, uh, you know, more, uh, all purpose, joint banking question about how far you can push 
um, you know, the expenses. I, I think, you know, I think, you know, the answer to that at, at the end of the day, if you're, if you're going to buy, you know, yeah. yourself. It's a very, very mischievous question. I would say. <laughs> I think she's feeling, it sounded yeah. like she's kind of feeling a little so, guilty about making some purchases on that yeah. joint banking account. Don't buy, don't buy a big port. I, I don't think you can afford, you know, I wouldn't buy a big horse, but I would buy a little one. I would <laughs> definitely buy at least a little horse. I would always be honest about with what you're buying. And I think at the end of the day, you know what should go on the joint banking uh, ledger and what you should probably pay for yourself. Yeah. Um, because, you know, that's what birthdays are for when uh, when you want to get something that's... Uh, and anniversaries. Thank you, Eric. Yeah. Music um, music go. So I don't know. I, well, one thing I do, we, we, have the joint, we have the joint thing for uh, unequivocal mutual expenses. Mm-hmm. And then we still have our own individual bank accounts. So mm-hmm. I don't know if you're purely joint banking now or if you still retain some sort of individuality, but that'd be an easy way to think. That'd be an easy way to draw it up. Just be, you know, we both owe the same on rent. We both owe the same on the electric bill. There's no, right. no questions there. Yeah, there's going to be a bunch of stuff that's going to be able to be split down the middle when I think there's like a more of a gray area when it's other stuff that's like, yeah. you know. Oh, I need my roller. I need to get new rollerblades for my roller derby club. Or, yeah. yeah. But groceries and stuff, you, you know, you know what you're doing. Just talk yeah. about it. Talk about it and don't do anything. Uh, and this might be him too, or her, or your partner. Don't do, uh, <laughs> don't do anything in secret with the finances. Would be my don't advice. buy a big horse when a little horse will do. That's the real takeaway here. Get a, get a modestly sized horse. Get a little horse. Why not? Uh, so thanks to both of our callers for calling in this week. Eric, I think those were our first two authentic <laughs> uh, hunk hotline questions. Which, right. Which is we've pretty... had calls from, yeah, from people that we know and uh... and some characters. But those were two um, legitimate questions. And I hope we I hope we answered them well. I think we did OK. Because, again, you know. We are wedding experts and we know everything about weddings. <laughs> And we definitely have all the answers to any wedding question that you might possibly. Yeah. Um, and just on that note, if we didn't answer the question, call, call back. Call back. Call back and say, this I This is a, it's a process. It's, it's a, dialogue. a dialogue. It's a dialogue. Call it's back a dialogue. and say, I'm not buying a horse. Can you just answer the question I asked? And then call back and when we talk about horses more, call back and say, Stop talking about horses or is, I'm going to call. Like, I'm actually worried that you're hurting a horse. Is this, is this a horse podcast? <laughs> what is this podcast? Uh, so that number, again, if you have questions, is 626-765-4995 or email us at groomzillas at gmail.com. Uh, I think we're going to take a break right now and then come. I need a break. Oh. I need a break. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. We're going to take a break and we'll come back with our guests. Thank you. This week, who is James Austin Johnson, comedian and actor extraordinaire. Um, oh, that's fun. But right that's now, really fun. yeah, that's fun. It'll be fun. Stick around for that. Uh, but right now, we're going to take a break for a word from our Wedding March sponsor, Zola.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Groomzilla's, and of course, Wedding March. Wedding March has been brought to you all March long by the one and only Zola.com. Now, what is Zola, you might ask? Well, Zola is the wedding company that will do anything for love. They're reinventing the wedding planning and registry experience to make the happiest moment in couples' lives even happier. From engagement to wedding and decorating your first home, Zola is there combining compassionate customer service with modern tools and technology 
all in the service of love. You hear that, Eric? It's all in the service of love. Dan, can I ask you a question? Yeah, hit me. Why choose Zola? Why choose Zola? That's a great question. Well, first we of all, choose, yeah. Should we choose Zola because it's free? That's that's a great that's a great reason right there. There's there's several more. You got any more for me? So it's free, it's easy to use, and and it's fun. That's, that's why we choose Zola. That's right? why we choose Zola. Zola, you yeah. know, oh, yeah. joined over three hundred thousand couples who have used Zola. Okay, Zola has everything you love about your favorite department store, plus things like honeymoon funds fitness classes, wine subscriptions, and so much more. So make sure you go to Zola, check it out. It's so easy for to use for couples and their guests. All right, they have over 500 top brands and 50,000 gifts, experiences, and cash funds to choose from. 50,000, Eric. Dan, guess what? What? Guess what else? What else? They have price matching and free shipping every day. Damn right they do. And they have a top-rated app for the iPhone, the iPad, and the Apple Watch. So couples can manage their registries on the go. Because you're busy. You're planning your wedding. You know, yeah. you're doing a lot of things. Oh, and you think, oh, is this like some sort of like, am I going to be another robot couple cookie cutter? No, you can personalize your registry with photos and notes about why you're coveting your certain gifts. Mm -hmm. Why does that gift matter to you? Yep. Tell your people. Tell your people. A couple's Zola registry automatically integrates into their Zola wedding website, so guests can seamlessly shop and get all the details they need in one place. Eric, yeah, this sounds great. It, is a, it does it sound great. Really, but really great. You know what? You know what's so special about using Zola uh, in in connection with this Groomzilla's podcast, right? Right here that we're doing right now and Wedding March. If you sign up with Zola, you will receive a fifty dollar yeah. credit towards your registry. All right. All you have to do is go to Zola.com slash Groomzillas. That's a promo code, Eric. It's $50. Zola.com slash Groomzillas. All you have to do is go to Zola.com slash Groomzillas. You get $50. And that, and again, let me tell you, $50 on the Zola site goes a pretty penny. Ooh, you can walk that $50 all over that site and you can get a lot oh, of yeah. stuff. You can get a lot of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh, that's Zola. That's Zola.com. Z-O-L-A.com. Zola. All right, welcome back to Groomzilla's hashtag Wedding March. Eric, Wedding March is almost done. We got one more week of this thing. I can't believe it. I'm so into it right now that I can't even, I don't want to see the light at the end of the tunnel. I never want Wedding March to end, Dan. Is that so wrong? Well, you know what's good about Wedding March ending? That's when wedding season what? begins. We get to start going to these, these oh, weddings. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I got so worked up about Wedding March. I forgot what we were marching towards, boy. <laughs> I forgot what it was all about. Oh no! We're marching on, boy, uh, and let's march on with this podcast because we have a we have a good conversation with our guest this week, James Austin oh, Johnson. I'm so oh, you talk about a boy! You talk about a nice boy. I lived with this young man, and I am excited about this conversation that we have for you right now, James uh, Austin Johnson. James Austin Johnson. James Austin Johnson. My brain stops. I used to That's know. Impressive. Still I used good. to That's know like really four or five. I used to know the all of the Raven. Oh wow! I used to know Baltimore. Did you know that Eric? That I was the Tennessee State uh, representative in the Poetry I, Out Loud Poetry Recitation Competition. You mentioned it to me at least six or seven times. <laughs> six or seven <laughs> times <laughs> Because you're the only person I in my know, life. I did know that. No, I did know that. The only then, person in my life who yeah. can appreciate a fact like poetry? that. Poetry. That's the only yeah. reason no. I would share that. You don't think I would appreciate um, that? 
I just don't think it would come up. But like, you look at Eric and you want to talk to him. Not a lot of poetry in the dentist waiting room. Hey, man. Wow. Growing up with your Playboy magazines in there. Yeah. Your your goofus and gallant looking ass highlights (laughs) magazine bullshit. (laughs) Hey, I wrote poems in in uh, in high school. Oh, I know. Yeah, you're like a Jack White poet. Um, the working feels, man, a working man like poet. An insult. A working man poet. I've always, That's not. Jack White's my favorite. I love you. I mean, I like Jack White. I want to get Ryan Adams' book, books of poetry and see if how oh, he's good the worst. those are. You don't like Ryan Adams? I like I some Ryan of Ryan Adams. Adams. I love Ryan Adams. I'm a huge fan of Ryan Adams. Um, Maybe not him as a personality, but his music. Does. He's got some tunes. He's got some rocking tunes. There's been a couple times where I've been like, oh, who's that? That song's good. And it was Ryan Adams. I was like, all right. He's written like 4,000 songs, so it's you're going to have a few hits. So him. many. He's like Bob Dylan. So many. Or he's like not actually good. He just writes enough that occasionally yeah. he nails it. You just say Bob wasn't good? I'm kidding. Well, I'm referring to the fact that he's recorded thousands of songs. Prolific. So you can say he's not good because he probably has 90% bad material. Okay. Because there's so much there. You could there Because there's so many songs, yeah. there are so many bad songs. Yeah. Just, it's a numbers game. It's a numbers game. Yeah. That you could conclude quantitatively, <laughs> there's gonna be he might stinkers. be a bad songwriter. Yeah. He wrote so many songs. So many so songs. So many songs. <laughs> That's not taking into account his hits. Right. You know, what songs you've listened to over and over. Right. You know. Um, I've been rewatching The Sopranos. Okay. And the music on that show is unbelievable. The music on the show. Oh, yeah. It's so good. That was the a music big thing so with David Chase. Fucking so, good. Yeah. Yeah. Because he was a musician, he was a drummer, just like you. I did not know that. Yeah. Are you a drummer, Dan? I'm a drummer. Yeah. Good yeah. for you. Yeah. And you play yeah. music. You're a guitar player. I and... play guitar, yeah. Yeah. And I put. I mostly play with a synth now. Eric, Rebecca brought from Nashville this gigantic uh-huh. synth that is so beautiful. That's awesome. And I've just been playing Bonnie Raitt songs on that thing. Okay. Yeah. Is my keyboard still at Media Drive? Uh, Yeah. Well, I think it's okay. still at Media Drive, yeah. I left okay. it there. Yeah. What's me? The loop drive? pedal. Do you have the loop pedal? I have the loop pedal. You do? Okay. Yeah. I just cool. moved into a new house or in mm-hmm. an apartment in Highland Park. So I'm going to start getting all my music shit out again. Okay. Because it's been in bad. I, I haven't had anything. Media, you just media moved drive in. is where we used to live. Did we, you live with sorry. your fiance before this recent move? No. I mean, one time she had a place where I was always there, but yeah. we've never done the like. It's just us two thing. Right, so right. When she moved here. That she, was in Tennessee. That was in Tennessee, baby. So yeah. like back in Nashville. Yeah, we but then we broke up. We dated for two years after college. Okay. Broke up, went our separate ways, became adults. I moved here. We, uh-huh. didn't, we didn't speak for five or six years. We saw each other. We saw each other at a wedding in Nashville and a taco truck in L.A. <laughs> and then she came to a Dolly Parton show. Huh. the Hollywood Bowl like two years ago uh-huh. and Sick. I saw her on my friend's Instagram and I still had her number and I was single right and I hit her up thinking that we would make out maybe fool around or something okay. it would be fun she's she's hot she's I still think about her all the time uh-huh. about how hot she is how cool would it be right. if we had like a little hookup thing and then I was like do you want to come inside uh and then she was like yeah sure we'll hang out and then I'm like I, pr- I should probably Mentioned that I still have feelings for her, probably, because I definitely do. That's not a lie. I should tell her that. So I told her I still had feelings for her, and she was like, what? And then like we went to the porch, and then I was like, you want to come back inside? She's like, I have to go back to Nashville. And then we made out for like five minutes, and yeah. then 
we started talking every night on the phone, and now we're engaged. She yeah. came out. Okay, so we're we're gonna we're gonna unpack a lot of what you just burned yeah. through. How yeah? How long were you guys together in Nashville? Like wanted, before you two moved years? There? Yeah, two years. Two years. Okay, we were together much. for two years after college, and uh, we were like yeah. super you, Christian. You met in college. We met her brother. Uh, was in my advanced poetry class. Okay. So I met him. Sick poetry again. Poetry yeah. again. And uh, we lived together in an apartment on campus. And she came over to borrow a Sigur Rose DVD. And she borrowed my, <laughs> Eric, you listening? She borrowed my Criterion Bottle Rocket instead. Why is that there you for go. Eric again now? There you go. I don't know. This, because you I don't get this kind of shit. I, this kind of stuff goes over your head. You wish it went over my head. I'm more <laughs> than a dentist <laughs> son. I watched Bottle Rocket on VHS before Rushmore even came out. All right, That's I knew old. what Bottle Rocket was before all you little posers came and buying like the Criterion collections. No, I bought people get, the original DVD, gave it to people. Get a hold of yourself. Get a hey, hold of yourself. I'm just saying, I'm being excluded already when, in fact, I should be involved. You're so worked up. <laughs> Uh, what, what I haven't you... seen Eric in forever, so it's okay. just like this is like a reunion. Okay, for me. I just catch well, up with this my dog. Don't I mean, mind, don't mind me. I'm only co-host of the podcast. Uh, Nobody's <laughs> minding you. Nobody's what? minding you. You said you were both really Christian. What do you mean by that? I, I mean, um, it's sort of self-explanatory. Well, we met at Christian College, and like I'm not just like my family's not just really Christian, but uh, my family it's like the family business. Like my family, like pastor or something. Not. Not even pastors, like administrative people. Like one grandpa at the school, right? At one at a Nazarene school, and the other mm. grandpa ran the Nazarene church from like the headquarters in Kansas, and okay. like was always in, you know, Africa and Vietnam and blah blah blah. Like went on hundreds of flights. So I come from like a very old churchy family uh -huh. type thing, and, and she does as well. Some like some old Christian stuff. Old Christian stuff. Old ass Christian. She she yeah. comes from like. A little bit more liberated Protestants, like interdenominational church type stuff. You know, a little bit more loosey goosey. Okay. Every, rainbow flag. Everyone. Rainbow is flag out front. I don't think quite rainbow flag because this was Texas mm -hmm. where she's from, so people are still yeah. afraid to do that shit in Texas. Yeah. Um. So the the gay Christians just stay really quiet, and everyone else is like, "We support you," but they don't <laughs> yeah. do anything out in public. You know. Um, All right. Yeah. So. Um, so that affected your relationship somehow? Yeah, well, it was like we were in the South and stuff, and the 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 denomination that I'm from is kind of like anti-Hollywood, so I never felt like becoming an entertainer was going to be sanctioned by um, right. the people I come from, by my family or the organization that we all gave our lives to. <laughs> Because so, that was one, because that, because that was one and the same, right? Like your family was the organization. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was like the religion, the political party, and my family were all like the same thing. Okay. Yeah. So there was a rule for everything, and there's a procedure for everything. So when I was 22, we couldn't move in together or something, or move out together. We had to get married, mm -hmm. and like that's the only next step for 22 year olds in Nashville. And I, I knew that that was not. I knew that I cared enough about that actually, uh -huh. like that I wanted that in my life at some point to know that it wasn't the right time for that kind of thing. Right. And that I needed to create, if I was going to be a comedian, like I was already, I started comedy when I was 14. Oh, wow. So Good I was like, Lord. A, I was a teen Christian stand up comedian. And what are you like, 17 now? Hey, okay. hey, hush. Look at this <laughs> big <sorry>. mustache. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, can um, I ask you something? Did you guys talk about marriage at all at that point? Like, 
when we you did. guys were 22? Yeah, we did. I mean, she's like, at the time, she was definitely a little bit more traditional than I am. And I'm sure all your friends and peers, we did you have people getting married around yeah, you? Yeah, all of our friends are getting married all the time. And like, um, we just didn't know. We, we were fighting all the time, and I was not mature at all. So I knew that some shit had to happen. So I went one night in 2010. I was driving to Alabama. This is, I can't believe this is true, what I'm about to say. I was driving to Alabama to help promote the DVD Blu-ray release of the anti-abortion movie that I was sixth, sixth build in. Oh, wow. Called October Baby. And uh, I went to a Lifeway Christian bookstore and got interviewed by a reporter for a newspaper about this touching Christian movie that I was in. And then I was driving back in the middle of the night from Alabama to, to Nashville, Tennessee, and we broke up over the phone. Because I was getting ready to move to L.A. Yeah, you were going to become a big Christian star? No, I was, at that point, I was already like, I don't know if I agree One with foot where I door. come from. Yeah, right. So, like, um, I was, it was more about I'm moving to L.A. so that I can figure out who the fuck I am. Uh-huh. So that's what I was doing. And your family? You're very good at that movie, by the way. <laughs> I mean, I've seen, I've seen parts of it. I've seen parts of it. Wasn't it on Netflix for a while? It was, uh, I think we watched it one night. It's, yeah, it's and a, you're very good in it. There's thank like, you. yeah, thank you. Well, the people that made it are very nice. See, yeah. that's what that's what sucks about coming from Nashville is like you know so many people who you violently disagree with on every cultural standard who are still amazing people. Yeah, so that's like such a hard thing to deal with. Yeah, so that's why I just don't talk a lot about that movie because it's like. I like the people yeah. who made it, but yeah. I don't also, I don't want to be one of those people that are like, you don't want to sign killer. Off on it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Sixth build, what was the title again? October Baby. Okay. And it starred John Schneider, Bo Duke. Oh, Bo Duke, yeah. Is the dad in it, the dad okay. from Smallville. And it had Jasmine Guy from A Different World in it. Okay. Don't know, don't know Jasmine. It had, uh, I know, oh, I know Jasmine Guy. Roger Ebert really loved Jasmine Guy's scene. Roger Ebert reviewed October Baby before he died. Wow, and he said that Jasmine Guy's scene is like a uh, is definitely She's, great in that movie. She was in a different world. She was also it had uh, a multi episode arc in Fresh Prince as one of Will's girlfriends. Wow, huh. who's like older? She she was like in college at the time. She's like older than Will, and like and Will's just like she tries to do that thing where she's like trying to hang out with Will, but she's also trying to do work at the same time and it doesn't really work out. It Jasmine never guy. works out, man. Huh. Yeah. He's too fresh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was a high school kid and he was like trying to do like, he was trying to have, he was holding him back. You know what's something that I noticed about that show is um, that, you know, everyone around him has this one way that they do things and the way that he does things is just, different. Is so different. And it's fresh. That can't help but result in hilarious conflict. And I don't know if you've noticed that about that show, Eric. Every time I watch it, I go, well, he's, he's treating this situation far differently than the people around him. I thought, they got to some, I thought they got into some interesting stuff with that because of the Vivian, of Vivian kind of sometimes being like yeah, Viv. on his side. She was like mostly on his side most of that time. Which, which Viv? Both Vivs? Uh, both Vivs, the character, yeah. Mm. But definitely younger Viv. So you're did we get did we get sidetracked? Yeah, a little bit. James Allison Johnson, you you just have this big Christian anti-abortion movie coming out. Mm -hmm. You break let's up. Let's get in. How let's does get she into the feel about stuff. the wedding thing? How does she feel about it? 
before you break up, you guys all have peers getting married. Well, like, I remember right before we broke up, we were talking about, like, well, what song would you walk down the aisle to uh-huh. if you were to get married to me? And then right. we would be like, oh, well, let's listen to some Cat Stevens and figure it out. Uh-huh. Like, we definitely, uh, you know how there's, like, being suicidal and then there's suicidal ideation? Where you're not suicidal yet, but you go, oh, what what would happen if I if I killed myself? Okay. That's the stage before suicidal. Okay. So I would I would just something like actual suicide. It's comparing yeah. marriage and suicide right now. So uh-huh. so I'm saying that we had marriage ideation. Okay. Where we weren't really talking about marriage, yeah. but we were talking about like, well, what would a world be like if we were <laughs> to get married? Yeah. If we were. So yeah. like, and that you know, was when you were 22. Yeah, I was 22 and real stupid and like. And then know what, what about saying. this time? This time around, when you when, did you guys talk about it before you did it? Or I mean, I feel like we knew that we were gonna get married when we like hugged, like after yeah. at the Dolly Parton show. Yeah, I, I wasn't at the Dolly Parton show, but like we we went and got beers actually at La Quivita in Highland mm-hmm. Park near mm-hmm. where we live now, where and you do your show, where I have a weekly show, Rod Stewart Live every Wednesday. The Little Cave at mm-hmm. the Little Cave. They um, hate me there. They hate you there, man. Yeah, people just hate my face, oh, and I think that I just represent. I I was there for so long, I I represented gentrification to a lot of people. Think so? Hmm. Just because of the way my face looked in that neighborhood. Wow, I've people seen. Don't like my face. I don't think you have as 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 a uh, evil a face as you as you think. Yeah, you what have, what's wrong with your face? Too hip? Is it the frames? Like you No, I think it's just mostly that it's stupid. All right. When getting... I look at your face, I think I think my name is Eric Dorian and I'm running for fifth council seat of <laughs> of this district and I want to preserve Yeah. I want to preserve LA's historic I look like a politician. You think I look like a politician? I think you could be one of those politicians that would be at the coffee shop I actually go to, and you would be like and talking like and talking like this, definitely with mm, your hands like yeah. that, and hand you're making stuff, hands hand out. stuff on the podcast. Yeah, hand stuff, prayer hands on the podcast. So, you, well, I'm gonna go back to Tennessee. Yeah, let's do it. Because you, uh, you're 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 having marriage mediation. What is it? Marriage ideation. 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 Where we're like in the kitchen, and neither of us are at all ready for marriage. Yeah, but we are. You know, you're we, flirting with it. We're flirting with it. Yeah. That's probably much better. But you knew that you were not ready for it. Did she also yeah. know that? Or was she sort of surprised when you guys broke up? I just remember we would have like these fights where I wouldn't listen to anything from it. And like okay. we would have these cyclical fights where I could I not only was I not listening to her, but I also wasn't realizing it either where right. it's like i'm not listening to her and i'm not catching on that we have the same argument over and over and that it's a lot of it is my fault yeah so like i just wasn't ready to i mean it's sort of it's so weird reckoning with coming from a conservative past and then watching how the ways that you can't help but be a little bit more traditional stay with you yeah. even when you change because it's in there it's in there yeah. so like it's kind of like I still get a little uptight about guys that just fuck anything because I'm like, do you understand the weight and heft that comes with being in communion with a woman right. over and over? Like I, st- I get really like 
I, and it really, every day it compounds for me. Like yeah. I really understand it more and more of like, it's such a big deal to, to enmesh your life with your companion. Right. You really should not do it lightly. Right. So anybody that talks about that whole dance yeah. lightly, yeah. I'm like a little annoyed because it's like, right. you're not strong enough to do it for real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, you're not um, strong enough to give yourself to somebody else. Yeah. And I, back then I think I knew I wasn't strong enough to give myself to someone. Okay. But she was not... It sounds like she was more mature back then. I think she was more mature, but I also knew that she had to go through some struggles too. Yeah. To really understand. I just knew it wasn't right for both of us. Okay. Yeah. Well, because you were moving. I mean, you were moving. moving. Yeah. Marriage to me, with my generation, marriage to me means money. It means like, it more means a household. Okay. Because like, I know a lot of people that don't want to get married because of the legal ramifications of it. You know, they just want to be in love somewhere alone. The paper trail? The paper trail. I don't know. It's just like, it means so much more than just confirming the love part. So You mean they don't have a financial, uh, financial, like a foundation to do it? I guess. Or they don't want to be. like more like the label of it. It's like, they don't want to be labeled as like a married person because they they see it as like, I don't know, like a, uh, like a branding. Yeah. Yeah. There's some of that. There's like people who don't want to have kids, people yeah. who don't want to own homes or live in one place. All kinds of people. Right. All kinds of people. And so I think I just sort of, I, I I don't think I really understood what my goals or values or direction in life, yeah. and especially didn't know, you know, the way I think about marriage is like starting a household. So I didn't know where my money was coming from right. really yet. Yeah. And I had yeah. to become, I knew I wanted to be a comedian and I knew I had to like really figure that out if yeah. I was going to turn out a household from comedy. You needed to figure out yeah. James. Needed to figure out me. Yeah. And uh, I'm so glad we waited. I'm yeah. so glad I had like a slutty period. Yeah. I'm so glad I like tried all this stuff. We both, we both like, you're giggling, man. <laughs> That's, that was a big deal for me to like go out there and just like have sex with of course. a few different people. That's like yeah. so yeah, yeah. wrong where I come from to do that. Yeah. And, but I wanted to like learn, <laughs> I wanted to learn like what dating was and yeah. like it was illuminating. I feel bad. I feel like I had so many needless arguments with so many different people because of it. And, yeah. was, and was she doing the same thing in her own life? Was she still in Tennessee, first of all? She was still t- in Tennessee, but yeah, she dated like other dudes. Yeah. And, and, so, yeah. Wait. So, did you kind of always know, always like keep thinking in the back of your mind that you guys were going to get back together like the whole time you're going through all that stuff? I was really resisting her. I was like really resisting us ever getting back together. I was very much like, do not contact me. Like, get over it. Like, oh, uh, Taylor Swift song. Like, we are never getting back together. Yeah, because I thought that that's what both of us needed. Right. Because she is. Um, this is a good podcast to talk about Myers Briggs profiles, right? Okay. It's like about what profiles? My, Myers Briggs profiles. I What's don't. That? I don't understand the enneagram as well. It's just a. It's a diagnostic tool for assessing personalities. Okay. Okay. So elaborate. I, so I'm an ENTP. That means I'm an extroverted, intuitive thinker perceiver. Okay. So, you know, all of those things um, refer to different um, qualities of my personality. Uh-huh. She normally, normally you share your secondary personality trait with your partner. Okay. And they're flip-flopped on everything else. So if I'm an ENTP, normally I would, I would be 
uh, drawn, and a lot of my best friends, platonic best friends, mm -hmm. are this personality type, where it's okay. an I-N-F-J. So that's a complete flip. There's extroverted and introverted. That's uh -huh. the first category. Uh -huh. Second category is intuitive and sensory. Okay. That's how you kind of take in data. Uh -huh. The third category is um, thinking versus feeling. Do you feel about things or do you think about things right. more? Right. And then the final one is perceiver and judger. Perceivers, just to, see, to say this as broadly as possible for expedience, mm -hmm. perceivers are messy. Okay. And yeah. J's, judgers, are clean and organized. Oh. So I am an extroverted, intuitive thinker perceiver. I, that's the most common personality type for a lot of comedians and performers and writers. Okay. And politicians. Oh, okay. So I'm Interesting extroverted. Overlap. And yeah. I'm intuitive, which means I connect ideas together and talk about two things at once or whatever. Right. That's what jokes are. Right. I'm a thinker first, so I can shut off my feelings for a second and be a little bit more logical. Yeah. And I'm, per I'm a perceiver. I'm late to fucking everything because nothing means anything and time's an illusion. Okay. Yeah. My girlfriend is the exact opposite profile of me. We don't share a single quality. Oh. Personality wise. Okay. She's an ISFJ. She's introverted. She only sees what's right in front of her. She turns her feelings are what sort of drive her uh -huh. quest for knowledge. And she's all about routine and setting things up and yeah. having things planned out and, and expecting what's going to happen. Okay. So that's probably one of our biggest conflicts that we have to rise above. Is, well, I feel like most people in relationships yeah. have a yin and yang sort of. There's a yin and yang thing. And yeah. then you kind of just grow out the overlap. Yeah. Of, you of grow growth, like. You kind of grow. Where has, has there been like any like overlap between you guys where it's been like oh like you have just started to be more organized or whatever yeah we i think the longer because now we've lived together we lived in the same bedroom when she moved here um and so we've been in really close quarters but we love being really we love like we we really work function really well that closely to each other i've noticed right. a lot of people with great relationships can't even be that close to each other like only live out of one bedroom yeah. Um, but um, I've noticed that the older I get, maybe the further I get into my career or something, my personality definitely has shifted where I and that might be her effect in my life where mm -hmm. I do try to. It's not like a it's not a selflessness thing because I'm still a selfish piece of shit, but like I definitely try to take stock of her other people's feelings yeah. along with whatever I'm thinking about more than I did when I, was, right. when, I, when I was younger. Are you growing? Well, yeah, I'm growing, man. Like and that's is, her there a boy, is there a boy growing in the room <laughs> right now? Uh, and, you, uh, and you attribute that to her, her rubbing off on you? Her rubbing off on me or me wanting to, me wanting to be, um, yeah, I guess it is. We just kind of, you know how you, you grow toward grow more towards somebody and then you hope to meet in the middle, at least if yeah. you're both investing in a long-term, right? Like the longest term yeah. relationship possible. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, so yeah, there, there, I definitely have noticed that I, I make an effort. I was late picking her up from school today where she worked. Yeah. But you're, so I felt terrible about that, but I, tr I, I do try to like engage with stuff. That's how she would do it. Right. You're on time for this podcast. I was, I was on late. time for the podcast. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate that.
so you, that's awesome. That's cool. Yeah. Right. So so you reconnect you at the show. You have your balcony moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she didn't live in L.A. at that point. She came out for no, the Dolly Parton show. She came out for the show, right. and she knows she lived here for one year with her with her friend. She okay. moved out here. I was like, "Why are you moving out here?" When she told me she was moving out here, I was with somebody else at the time, and we were we were going to a show at the Virgil, and Becca was there with a buddy of hers eating tacos at that taco truck. Unexpectedly, right? unexpectedly. Oh wow! And that was like really weird. Yeah, I bet. And then um, it's so weird. And then we and then Becca and I had that exact same moment with my ex girlfriend like a year later, where we were like oh, and you were together. In, we were walking out of like a comedy club and uh-huh. ran into each other. Funny, all together again. Like, whoops. Yeah. Guess I went and did the musical chairs again. <laughs> Whoopsie Daisy. Whoopsie, that's a big dummy on my mistake. <laughs> so why does she move back why does she move back the second time? Is that because you're because of me urging her to come back? She moved back. Um yeah, because we were just talking on the phone and and we wanted to it's, I think I realized about a week into talking to her again, because my therapist this is so weird. My therapist brought up to me the fact that I was talking about Becca all the time in therapy. Okay. So like I had been single for a while and I was just talking about Becca. Becca was coming up in therapy all the time because when my therapist would remark on, you've really progressed in such and such a degree, or you know, you're really perceptive and blah, blah, blah. And I'd be like, but this all comes from conversations I had with my ex-girlfriend. This is just me remembering all these conversations I had with my Uh ex-girlfriend Wow, where she was, she's like, Becca is a therapist now. Like she's oh, really? she's who I learned a lot of like interesting how to treat people. Is that what she does? She's like a high school is she a high school counselor? Is that, I mean, you're a school counselor? She's a behavioral therapist. So she like oh, wow. she has one kid and she sits next to that one kid and helps them with whatever overcome yeah. overcoming whatever destructive behavior they have or whatever. Wow. Fuck so yeah, dude. She's, That's awesome. She's a great person. Yeah. So like so like knowing knowing the context of our relationship and stuff and and growing a lot personally um when when i was talking to becca again i knew pretty quickly like i would not be talking to you again like this if i wasn't like thinking we Ready to we go. need to be together yeah. like permanently was she trying to keep the flame going uh it, it sounds like you were like Cut off, no, no contact after the first breakup. Was mm-hmm. she the same way, or was she just like she was like um, immensely heartbroken that okay. we had broken up, and she has like from every stage of her life while we weren't speaking, which was like I think five years, she has different journal entries of like writing me letters uh-huh. and like re- reflecting on like what knowing me meant. Yeah, and, like to the point where I feel absolutely sickened by the fact that I don't have near as many. <laughs> fond remembers i have like i have like when i look at like my moleskines from that time i definitely have like a lot of like horny remembrances uh-huh. of rebecca but not as much but that's just you know where i was yeah you know so when you say i think life. i still have feelings for you on that balcony that's uh-huh. a pretty heavy thing for her to be hearing probably yeah well it was in my bedroom i want to i want to remove some of the drama from this vision right now it was in my bedroom Oh, wasn't it wasn't at the, oh, it wasn't at the Dolly it was at the Dolly Parton show? It was not. No, I wasn't at Dolly Parton. She she was just in okay. town for that and then we got beers when she had a free night. We went to the Eagle Rock Plaza. She was like, "Where can we walk around and talk?" And I took her to Eagle Rock Plaza and we walked around Jolly Bee and Chow King and the Target and it's good and Target. Anna's Linens. There was an Anna's That's where Linens. I got my That's where I got uh the engagement ring. 
For real? That yeah, that's when Avengers engage <laughs> Really? No, it's, it's Seafood City. Get real. <laughs> Get real. Oh, man. You just got some ketchup spaghetti and you... No, and no, no. It was they, There's a special uh, Filipino squid that's a perfect circle. Mm. Um, but, and that's also where they get the band name from, by the way. Oh, wow. really? Wow. Yeah, perfect, perfect circle. Can I... Can I no, I got, it from, I got it from the Macy's. I got it from the Macy's at the Eagle Rock Plaza. From a nice old Armenian lady, it was perfect. Oh, beautiful! Yeah, because oh at my first, God. at first, this is because I want to hear about your proposal. I can. But we're getting there. I walked in. I walked into like the one jewelry store that's at the Eagle Rock Plaza, and I'd never in my life been in a jewelry store before. And they were just like following me around because they just wanted a sale so bad because the store was like clearly going out of business. <laughs> the whole mall is. <laughs> And I looked at the prices and I was like, oh, I have no idea what I'm doing. So I just got to Macy's. Mm, yeah. Where I, where I belong, honestly. <laughs> yeah. They're friendly in Macy's. Macy's, man. They, they, they're they nice. I loved it. Um, well, what was your proposal story? Can we get into the proposal story? Uh, yeah. Let, let's do Let's Let's. So okay. she moves back to LA. At she your, moves back to LA. And to, you guys to move, be into, with me. move into a bedroom. We we were living with Solomon Giorgio. Solomon goes, I don't want to live with a couple, and you do whatever <laughs> Mama Solomon says. And right. so we we went to uh, my co-host Rod Stewart Live co-host Zach Pugh. Mm-hmm. He had just you know lost his umpteenth roommate or whatever, okay. just like dipped out on him, and so which we, is he's such a great guy, and he's, he's had the boy. worst luck with with uh, no stand. He's a good boy uh, with roommates. He's a good boy, and you know. They need to mop the kitchen floor every once in a while, but they're such sweet boys, you know? Yeah. So um, we um, we moved in there. We lived in the master bedroom. Had our own bathroom. That's important for a young woman. Big step. But, you know, we were living with bachelors, and yeah. no matter how many conversations you have with, like, 30-year-old bachelors, nothing's going to change. <laughs> right. So, like, you can only do that for max a year. So yeah. um, we, just, uh, we just moved out. Um, but uh, yeah, we spent a year, and she's like, she's like been learning LA, and mm-hmm. it's been hard, much harder for her mm. on certain you know periods, and then some periods are just like, oh, I couldn't believe that I was able to do this thing I can only do in LA. So like, yeah, it's kind of been a mix of that of right. like finding out what makes this place unique versus you know what we miss and how bad it is to miss all that stuff. Of course. It's hard. It took me. It took me two or three years to, to learn, like how much I loved LA. Now I yeah. now I love LA. Right. It's like I love LA so much that it's hard for her to deal with how much I love it versus how much she's mystified and confused by it. Right. Yeah. Um, so how long have you been dating this the second go around before we have been together? Oh gosh, she's gonna hate me for blanking on when we got back together. Uh, we've been together for about a year and a half. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was a thing where two. once you got together, you were like, "Yeah, this is it. We're, it's time." You said to get you together. knew at the hug, right? You knew at the hug that you wanted to get. Oh married. yeah, I knew at the hug. I I knew at the hug because we like hugged like people in love, like mm-hmm. that. Like we didn't hug. Like we hugged like we have always hugged, not like we did. We hug like people. <laughs> we hug like. How does that one go? We, we, we love hug. like people who are in love. When you held me outside on the porch. Beautiful. Uh, that's really that's, that's little Jimmy Peanut. Little Jimmy Peanut. Uh, 
that's an old field recording uh, from 1943. Uh, that's Little Jimmy Peanut from Nashville, Tennessee. Stick with us right here on the radio. So, are you refinancing your home? <laughs> <laughs> and then, boom, we do commercials, and then, and then, and then, ergo, carry on the riff. Dan, you're gonna lose. You're so mad at me right now. What? I'm doing what I'm doing right now. I'm derailing the whole fucking shebang. I'm sitting. I'm sitting over here. I'm. You got all these great questions you want to ask him. And I, I'm just. I think we're almost to the engagement story. I think we're we're caught up. We're I can't wait. We're, I can't wait to hear this story. We're up to speed. And you know it. And you fucking know it. And you've been doing this on purpose. <laughs> I was just As, getting the story out chronologically you know I, because I want to fucking hear the proposal story. You know that I want to, and you won't let me. Okay. For some reason. Well, let's talk about Bottle Rocket a little bit more because sure. when that came Jesus out, Christ. yeah, Bottle Rocket um, started as a short, mm-hmm. and then you Jim know, Brooks saw it at Sundance and he said, "Hey, yeah, this guy's gonna make Isle of Dogs one day, and everyone will go." Yeah, do you think it holds up? Isle of Dogs, yeah, it looks good. <laughs> oh, it looks funny. It looks really it funny. Look Yoko's I'm, and Yoko's in it. Yoko's in it. Yoko's Shit. in it. Yeah, Yoko's in it. I'm not. That's so I didn't want to see it until I found that out. When I saw the. Um, when I saw the trailer, I was like, "Why?" Yeah, I want that's him to I only make animation now. That's kind. Of, I'm more like why on the live actions, where I only want him to make animation because he can really do his Wes Anderson shit in animation and yeah. it works. Yeah, and all the other times, yeah. I, I spend the first 20 minutes of every Wes Anderson movie going like, "All right, I get it. It's a Wes Anderson movie." <laughs> like at this point, I'm disenfranchised with Wes Anderson. Yeah, middle school, it meant so much to me. Yeah, Royal Tenenbaums was of course. It still is a, a masterpiece, right? Um, well, he's just getting older and cynical, and yeah. that doesn't really going, that doesn't really pair up with his old. He's thing. going too inside. He's going. He's all. He's completely inside his own butt, as I, me and my friends say. That's my beef with all cinema. Is it's too fucking reverential, and like people get wow. like fucking. But PTA, like, something like PTA, is growing. Where I feel oh, like Wes is like not. Tarantino, like all these dudes yeah. are just like yeah. making references. It's ugh, I'm so over it. <laughs> You're I'm so start, I'm I'm so ready to start a new school. Can we just fucking start making new cinema, please? Uh, what 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 you I saw you like a year ago. We were working yeah. together. Yeah, that was probably you were probably like six months into getting back together with Becca. Yeah, we had just that was pretty fresh for me. Yeah, that's but, sort of like I started watching New Girl in the last year. Yeah, that Becca and I were together uh-huh. because. She was interested in the show. Yeah. And then we broke up during the first season of New Girl. Okay. I moved to LA and I remember just weeping on the couch after all my roommates were asleep. That's sort of why I'm weeping during New Girl. Because right. it's the show that I shared with Becca. And then it became so much more personal to me. Right. Because it was this connection to my old life that I took with me to my new house. They right. had a Hulu subscription so I could keep up with the episodes. Right. And so it was like I was able to move with some friends, uh-huh. kind of, because like I was familiar with those storylines and sure. those characters. And uh, it's just, it's it's really funny that like I ended up just by, by a fingernail yeah. in a pilot by Liz Merriweather. Right. And you and that you were there too, right? And you were getting married. And I just I had just got just married. gotten engaged, and just you, got engaged. Yeah, and you out you just point Blake told me I'm with the person that I'm gonna marry. Really? Like you already knew. Yeah, gorgeous. Yeah, I did know. Yeah. Oh, that's so cinem- That's gorgeous stuff there. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, I love it. It was so crazy. Like, oh, so man. did you get engaged long after? When did you get engaged? 
We got engaged over Christmas. Okay. But we were talking about getting engaged. She wanted to get engaged like immediately as mm-hmm. soon as she moved here. She was like, every other conversation she was going like, I know you love me. I just want, if I'm going to move for someone, I want to know that we are getting married. And I'm like, no, I want to marry you. And then she's like, no, not in like five to eight years. Right. Not in your like idea of what you need as a boy, blah, blah, blah. Like, right marry me if that's what we're doing. Right. And so I just, I really felt like the gun to my temple, like that whole year of like, I need to make some money at some point so that I can make a marriage happen. So like, um, it really wasn't until it was maybe like doing, cause like I'm, I'm, I'm always going to do this as like a career, but I never really believed in what I could, like the height of what I could do until certain things happen. Like I, I went and did the Montreal festival. Yeah. And when I did that, that was sort of the f- moment where I was like, I really could have kids. Yeah. I could probably afford to have kids from comedy. Okay. And like, it was sort of like Becca being back in my life, realizing that marriage means a lot. Marriage actually does mean a lot to me. It just, none of that stuff fell into place. Like, mm-hmm. like, with my ex-girlfriend, we would have these conversations about what would marriage be like for us? What would our kids be like? And it would always be clouded by negativity because we it was two people who shouldn't be together talking about making disastrous decisions for themselves. Uh-huh. And I never cottoned on to that until yeah. I went through like a year of therapy. Uh-huh. And um, so when Becca and I were talking about it like over beers, like already talking about what our relationship would be like. We were just talking like we were getting back together, and it yeah. was completely natural, unlike any conversation we ever had when we were together the first time right. about getting married. Yeah. That was stiff and weird, too. Uh-huh. So like this new time, we really were, we were the people that we needed to be to get married. Sure. So, so I, I didn't realize that that had a component on the other side where I was also... I was ready to get married because personally I had become a confident enough person to even take my own life seriously. Right. That's all I meant about the, yeah, the, the career advancements of uh-huh. like, yeah. I, was, I was actually starting to do the personal work required of, right. Of becoming what my plan was for right. myself. Right. That's great. I think a lot of people have that apprehension if they're in a long-term yeah. relationship and they're, career is not where they want to be or just themselves they aren't uh-huh. where they want to be in their lives yeah they think well you want to feel like you're you're offering something up like you're not just being like yeah. oh i'm getting married but i don't really like feel good about myself or feel right where i am in my life yeah. so you feel like you're not and then like all that stuff falls into place sounds like the universe was just like yo dog like it's time here here you go yeah yeah. Looking looking good, kid. Looking you know? good, kid. That's awesome. That's awesome. I mean, yeah, I had to I had to cry a lot in somebody's office to like get there. But yeah. like oh, oh I cry so much. Dude, I cry so, so much. It's so important. I um I don't cry. Um in this in the Sopranos, <laughs> you don't cry? You don't cry at all. I think I wake up I have dreams where I w- I wake up and I'm crying sometimes. I think if we talk more on the phone, oh. if you call me on the, more on the phone I have sad dreams. We could probably cry a lot. We could like cry every day. I could get there. We could uh, cry together. I know when I do feel like a cry coming on, I try to, uh, there's like a moment of hesitation where I'm like, no, don't, you don't need to cry. And then I regret uh, it because I'm like, oh, that would actually would have been all right. 
Can it's you like get there? Coaster. You can't get off the roller coaster when it's ticking up. There's no stairs. No. You got to go down the hill. Yeah. I tear can up you all get the time. There, now. Can you get there acting wise? Uh, it depends on the day. I don't know. Can you do that? Okay. Oh my Crown god! Q? I beefed it. I had to get torn in half for um, an HBO show. I had to like be dying on an HBO show for an audition. Uh, are you serious? Oh, what show? Can you talk about I it? I was I was auditioning. I don't want to say like the title because I don't know if I'm allowed to. But it was an HBO show, and I had to like die and like. Okay. High, dra high drama, go there. And like the furthest I've pushed myself into that sphere is like doing, trying to do a Marvel villain in a VO audition. Like that's the only other time where I'm like, I have to commit to something absolutely yeah. fucking absurd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I beefed it at that audition. That was so shitty. I was, I have never more misrepresented the high caliber of my representatives <laughs> the way I did in that moment. That was uh, that. I feel sick remembering that. Audition. That's the worst. I've been there before. I haven't been to Culver City since. <laughs> oh no! I haven't been invited back to Culver City. They won't even let me in the. Was damn that Starbucks. at Sony? What were you doing? Where was it in Culver City? No, I was at some casting office. Some oh, really okay. beautiful um, casting office. I can't audition for shit. That's why I never made it. Really? Also, because I'm ugly. Um, oh, shut the fuck. But this I can definitely. Week, is, every week. I can definitely. I love. I love making myself cry. Do it it's all the time. It's fun to cry. I'm pretty well, good I, at it. I was in a Hardee's commercial where I had to cry. Okay. And that was immediately accessible. That's what's fucked <laughs> up. It's like some some HBO shit, some HBO shit that's actually sad. I can't do it. Yeah. But when no. they're like, we need you to pretend that this is a murder case and you're in the Southern courtroom. This is a murder case and they didn't give you ham on your breakfast platter. Like I was able to like immediately weep because I believed oh in the God. funny situation right i was you like, would make such a like a such a good uh prosecutor or like either on either side you could play both the defense i tell my plea. mom all the time like i really just want to be a hacker for 13 years on the worst tv show on network as a TV. lawyer no i mean like I specifically wanna, as a southern lawyer i want to be a lawyer or a hacker or like the guy with the ipad who's like it's trending like i want to <laughs> like so bad I, I want to give my beautiful family like a, yeah. a a like such a generic role. Yeah. In like the most generic procedural. I want you to get, I want you to the I want you to be the southern lawyer like the young hotshot southern lawyer who can not get over the fact that your breakfast was fucked up. Like somebody yeah. fucked up your breakfast <laughs> order and you keep on trying to get past it and you're it's like it's like a murder trial and you just fucking like I'm sorry. Can we just like where's Where's the ham? Where's the ham? How and then that's how do you not season <laughs> eggs? How do you skip salt when you're preparing eggs? How do you not fucking season <laughs> eggs, madam? And you're drinking the milk. You're the district attorney of Cedar Rapids. Oh, so yeah. how do you not get your eggs seasoned, Blake? <laughs> and then Matt Chukri is like. Uh, who is it's that? Just he's he's on he's on uh what's he on now? I he, don't know who Matt he, Chukri is. He played did you watch Gilmore Girls? Uh he yeah, was Logan. He was the he was the rich douchey boyfriend that Rory dated. I can't picture any of their boyfriends. Those are the only people that I can't picture. I can picture every, I know. I'm sorry. Rory, I'll look it up. Rory only dates these dudes who ride motorcycles for like the whole show. And then like the last three <laughs> seasons when she's in at Yale, she dates this cunt. Who's so like shitty prep. to her, and like, and that's the guy who gets her pregnant in the Netflix show. Wow, 
No shit. Oh, that's right. Yeah, she just does what Lorelai did and like gets pregnant by the um well not like Lorelai went out to go get pregnant by a shitty guy, but like you know, the shitty guy ends up being She gets pregnant. And yeah. and there's a better guy in Jess who's actually gonna be there for the baby, you know. Were they like, here we go again? And they both looked at the camera. They really did. That's exactly how it ends. Did you know that? <laughs> it ends with the song that, that Luke and and Lorelai danced to the first time at the first wedding. They danced that together. And then they both look Ooh. in the camera and they go, can you believe that we did it again? Smash. Do they get married? What? Do they get married? Um, Luke, Luke and Lorelai? I, I think they do. Yeah. Yeah. They do in like the middle of the night. And like Rory's there, and it's like two other people are there. It's like it's like so Lorelai. It's not a big thing at all. Oh yeah, dream. It's like really DIY. What? That's the one. What, That's what, what I wanted. You get a, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna. Yeah, we gotta reel it back in. I'm gonna reel it back in. Um, Can I tell a proposal story real quick? I was just gonna ask. What? How'd your proposal story go? I remember For asking. For fuck's sake. I remember asking her. Oh, I finally made enough money to afford a ring. Okay. And that's kind of where I was like, oh, yeah. now I can buy a ring. Where do you get the ring? So where do I get the ring? So we started looking at rings because I was like, you need to like point me toward what I need to buy because yeah. I don't, if Not you just let guy. me buy it, I don't think I'll get the right thing. Yeah. And so we had my laptop hooked up to my TV one day and we were going through Etsy. I think uh -huh. we typed in minimal engagement rings, uh -huh. like engagement rings that aren't doing too much. Uh -huh. And we were just- You're doing too much. You're doing too much. <laughs> That's a sound effect. That's my sound effect. I do sound effect. <laughs> I'm doing sound effects on the side now. <laughs> oh my god! They Continue. all think he's a righteous dude. Um, that was oh. doing a will. That was a Ferris Bueller. I know that righteous uh, dude line. Uh, uh, sound soundboard. Mm -hmm. uh, sorry, I'll turn my phone off. Um, <laughs> so, uh, and we were like scrolling for weeks on the TV, looking at different rings online. Right. We knew some things. We were like. Oh, maybe bag type in baguette. And so we like typed in baguette and we see what comes up. And then we were like, oh, type type in rose gold band. Mm -hmm. See what rose gold band comes up with. And we we're just like going through. And then I remember she would send me I would be at work and I'd get a, a hail of Instagram like yeah. pictures tags over Instagram yeah. being yeah. like, look at yeah. these. You don't I don't mean to like buy this one i mean but like just look at these yeah so like yeah. we did that for forever uh -huh. and then she would be like what kind of rings do you like and then i'd be like i'd forget to send something and then she'd be like why didn't you send me a thing of what kind of rings that you like and like that's just what i'm gonna i'm just bad bad guy yeah and then um so i remember like the a few days into looking on my phone and looking on the tv through mm -hmm. my computer all this stuff and then we saw this one ring come up and then we just both gasped and then Rose gold? It was, yeah, I didn't know it was a gold band, but mm -hmm. the option said I could ask for a rose gold band if I wanted. Mm -hmm. Oh, so um, we saw it and we, I don't know, it was like she was looking at these different ones that were real clustery, mm -hmm. like a big cluster of stones. Sure. And then when we saw this one, it was like my, the first word that came to my mind was Tetris because it was, <laughs> okay. it was the Tetris piece that's, three on top of each other and then one in the middle mm, yes it did that with the diamonds right next to the tetris piece that's four stacked on top of each other yeah so it was very like uh, tetris -y. odd it looked <laughs> ergonomical 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 sure no, ergonomical sorry. necronomicon uh-huh and it like it 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 was unique and traditional at the same motherfucking time yeah and you gasped you both gasped we both, both gasped loved it. 
we both kept looking at other rings. She kept sending me Instagram things. But and you knew. Secretly, I was going, I got to get that ring. Mm-hmm. It was like $500 out of my budget. Mm-hmm. I wanted to buy like an $800 ring or something. Uh-huh. And I think I ended up spending like $1,500 on it or something. Okay. Like that. So that was disappointing. That's fine. Um, but um, But I knew it was the one. So I yeah. just like, I waited until I had enough money to do it. And I just bought it. It sounds like you guys both knew right away that that was the one. We knew that was the the ring. ring. And like, I let her go a little bit further down the path, looking at rings, thinking I was going to get others so I could at least have some element of surprise. Yeah. But you got to understand her brother's one of my good friends back in Nashville. So I have this. Okay. I have this pipeline back to her brother. Uh who like really Uh understands her much better than I do. Right. And Uh he's like, Becca hates surprises. Remember that. Don't do surprise stuff. Let her know when stuff's going to happen. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. So, you know, the engagement proposal, I I remember asking her, how do you want me to propose? And she's like, let me think about that. And then like two minutes later, she's like, okay, so if we're at Disneyland, like the ride that you can propose to me on at Disneyland is probably the Little Mermaid at the point, Ah! at the point where at California Adventure, at the point where the clams turn around and you're going backward into the sea like that's where i want you to propose to me oh wow and i was like okay so if she wants a disneyland proposal when can we realistically go to disneyland and so i mull like how can i get disneyland tickets we're about to fly home for christmas Uh and i was like oh i'll get disneyland tickets and then i'll propose to her at breakfast on the way to anaheim oh so that was gonna be my big thing so you still want to do a little surprise a little surprise still and then I called her brother about it, and we're getting ready to go to Nashville to see her family and my family for Christmas. Like, uh-huh. we're going to drive from Nashville to Texas and see both our families. Okay. And um, so instead, because when I bought the ring, I knew that it had to be shipped from Slovenia. Slovakia? Slovenia. 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 Slovenia was was where the jewelry maker was that we found. Mm -hmm. So she had to make the ring and send it, and I didn't know when it was going to arrive. You know, my roommates, God bless them, it's it's a $2,000 thing. I don't want... I'm afraid of it sitting on our porch in East Hollywood. I don't want to do that. So I had it sent to her dad in Austin. Oh, okay. To, smart. So it went to their like PO box in Austin. So I knew it was like on lockdown because her dad's like, you know, the coolest dude in the world, but also like he has a gun. Like I want the ring that I spent the most money I've ever had at once yeah. in my life. Yeah. I want that going to a guy who's got a gun. Okay. Has he ever showed it to you? Yeah. Had, uh, we we look a... at guns. No, I mean like, like showed it to you, showed it to you. You know what I mean? Yeah, let me let me show oh, you. Oh, like get out of my house, showed it to me. No, like, get out of my house, but like, cause I had my. Uh, am I being really loud? No, no, the power was going down on the laptop. Oh, Keep going. Thank you. I'm sorry. Um, no, cause I had an ex girlfriend, dad, who was like, who was like, gave me a ride home once, and it was just me and him, and he was like, just talking about his gun that he has. Whoa. And he was like, he was like talking about his gun and he was like, yeah. And like, I really love my daughters and like, don't fuck with them. That whole speech. Oh boy. Oh boy. And then he showed me the gun in the back in the trunk. Nah, dude. Cool. Oh, (laughs) that's so fucked up. (laughs) I feel like I've had exes whose dads wanted to do that. Uh, but Becca, Becca, Becca's dad is so chill that like when we were broken up and I was with other girls and just saying wild shit on Facebook. He was still, mm. he was still like, 
oh, I saw you made a joke about wanting a haircut, but you don't have enough money. Can I PayPal you 50 bucks to get a haircut? Oh, wow. And like cool. he would, he, he would like, he That's would awesome. do stuff like that even when I wasn't with his daughter. Anymore. Right, right. He was just a great guy. Yeah. And so he's like, uh, he's, I think he's a hacker for Verizon. I think he like, he's like one of their security specialist oh, okay. guys who oh. like breaks into stuff to figure out how to make, Make it better. Strong. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. Such an idiot. I don't know what I'm talking about. So wait, the ring is in Texas, and you, you, you. The ring's going to this guy. The ring's going to this guy. There's no way I'm going to be able to take us to Disneyland. Yeah. So I call her brother, and I'm like, Joel, what do I do? And yeah. then Joel's like, I'm in the food service industry. I roll sausages at this fancy place. Sick. Let, let me let me call all these cool Nashville food service industry people and get you hooked up at a nice restaurant. She will appreciate going to a, a regular, like a nice restaurant and a traditional. You get down on a, on one knee at a nice restaurant. Oh, on, nice. on a nice date. When she's- so this is before you even drove to Texas, or this is after you guys got back, or yeah, we're planning this right when I'm about to drive to Texas and Tennessee to see her family. Okay. To see her family. Her family lives in Texas, but her brother and my family live in Nashville. That's where Beck and I met. So we're planning to pick up Joel and take him to Texas. Gotcha. But the ring's still not there. The ring is in Texas. Yeah. So we're actually like driving to Texas first and then back to Tennessee for Christmas. I see. So um, based on when each family is doing Christmas. Uh-huh. So, um, so yeah, I go to Texas. Her dad is like, come on here into the other room. He has a higher voice than me. So he's like, come on in here into the other room. <laughs> oh, and no. Then, and then me and Joel go in there and then they're like, we got the package. Let's let's get it out. Make sure it's all good. What? All right. Blah blah blah. And Becca like immediately knows what we're doing. Like Becca knows what all of this is happening. Yeah. We try right. not to talk about it out of courtesy. Yeah. But she right. fucking knows. Yeah. And um, so yeah, I just like I'm like holding it and looking at it. It's so weird when you like I only spend that much money on like a rare Pokemon cartridge import that has some weird sentimental value to me way back in my deep head. Okay. Like I've only ever spent that much money on shit that can only mean something just to me. Okay. So it's so weird to like hold this, like what my brain is telling me is a toy that I've just spent a lot of money on and be like, this isn't mine. Yeah. This isn't mine. It's just, this is like the only way I can. Is it a good feeling? You like that? What? It's a good feeling, right? They engage you. Get- I mean, no, no, spending that much money on, on someone else. Well, I mean, no matter what it is with the Christian families and her sweet family and shit, you're like always worried that if you're making out and grabbing boobies and having sex and running Mm -hmm. around and sneaking around and having gay friends and smoking weed and drinking beers, you're always worried that you're just fucking up at everything. So it's like, it means a lot to me to be like, I'm actually doing kind of what, what people would want me to do and yeah. it's like natural like people are gonna be like oh we want to see your kids like everyone wants me to marry becca and my family and everyone in becca's family wants her to marry me uh-huh. like they've all met the other people we dated and they all know us better and we've grown up and yeah so it's just so weird to be like after all my rebelling and running around and being a piece of shit and selfish dumb young guy i finally like with becca our relationship is characterized by me doing the right thing. Right. Kind of. Yeah. That's like, that means a lot. Like that's such a weird moment to be like, I'm actually like, I'm actually, you're okay. 
yeah, I'm actually okay. Yeah. I, I say all that guilty stuff, you know, that's color, colored by guilt and anxiety uh-huh. because that's sort of what the younger version of myself is thinking going into the stage. But really what's happening in that moment is like, oh, I want to marry Becca. Like I'm actually able to do this. This right. isn't some that's great. Some dream I have to deny myself. Like, right, right. So yeah, it was it was weird. And so we went to the restaurant and you know, we see two or three girls she knows there, some people that I know. Nice restaurant neither of us have been to before. We got shrimp and grits, which was something that we ate on our first date together the oh, first wow. time we got mm. back. Okay. Um, our mm. first our first date together after getting back the second time was in Nashville. We went to Husk and we got some fancy shrimp and grits. Okay. Oh, that sounds so good. Oh, it was so good. And the guy, one of the one of the table runners was a comedian. And you know, she's Becca's about to slide off the chair because he's coming up with the with the with the house made creamsicle and the house made ice cream at the end of the night that we Ooh. didn't pay for because, you know, I got connections. Right. In this and world. that's when the ring was. Am I ruining? Where's the ring at this? No, point? I'm referencing the place that oh, I'm giving context for oh, why shrimp and grits is a cute thing to order. The my bad. That we, oh, gotta gotta gotta. So gotta, like, gotta. this is the second okay. shrimp and yeah, grits yeah, yeah, yeah. that we get. You know, there's like, some, uh-huh. there's a. You know, I love that. There's some charcuterie comes out, and we get some, and then I get on. There's all right. So there's these salt and pepper types right next to us. This old couple are, are right the fuck next to us. <laughs> I get mm-hmm. down on what, and they've got a younger couple. You know, it's maybe the son-in-law and their daughter. So gotcha. they're they're all Doubles. being you one know, young, one old, one young, uh-huh. one old. They're right next to us. Uh-huh. Right next to us. I I bump their table. Their drinks dance as I bump their table to <laughs> pardon, get down on my knees. Pardon me. Pardon yeah. me, sir. <laughs> Wait, what are you? What are you wearing? I am wearing. Oh, good question. God, I'm not wearing anything. I wanted to get home sooner, so I'm not wearing anything good. I don't look good. She looks good. What are you wearing? I'm wearing a, I think, some, some fucking, you know. Some, you don't remember. Okay. So you don't remember. Light blue button up and some jeans. Some fucking. You look, okay. you look great in the light blue. Thank you. Okay. Every, okay. Every guy does. GQ looks good in the light blue button. Up. But like, <laughs> no, nah, but like, um, I bumped their table and I'm obviously proposing. I'm young as fuck for this topsy turvy world we live in to be getting. And yeah. nothing from this mega traditional fucking L.L. Bean catalog sitting next to me. None of these motherfuckers are reacting. I feel so cheap that I'm proposing to this beautiful young woman. Clearly, my first marriage. I'm sorry, marriage means nothing to you, you salt and pepper fucks. <laughs> yeah, sorry you got sorry sorry you got engaged in a boardroom. Yeah, fucking, you Mon- Monsanto Coke brothers. Fucking. <laughs> Wait, you're going through the whole thing and they never I'm give you anything? I'm going through the whole thing and they don't bat an eye. What? It's like absurd. It is Get absurd. Unheard of. Oh unheard my. Of. I'm doing I'm doing the love equivalent of a fucking drive-by shooting and they're yeah. like doing nothing. Right. They're doing nothing. This is like does not happen every day. No. This is high stakes. Yeah. Did anyone in the restaurant notice what you were doing? Yeah, the service staff yeah. always fucking does sure. because life is Downton fucking Abbey and like <laughs> Yeah. This. Oh, I'm just so we just got it so into that. By the way, I mean, I meant to tell you earlier when you we were talking about your script because Dan Stevens, but Dan Stevens. Oh my god, but dude, so balls deep in a down balls deep. Oh, oh man. But anyway, keep going. Okay. Yeah. So, so the service. So your wait. So was your server like in on it? Yeah. Yeah. She. Okay. I think she went to the bathroom and then I was like, "All right, listen up. Here's what I'm trying to." Do. Yeah. Uh-huh. And um, so they came out with the sparkling pink champagne for her. They uh-huh. they were buying us drinks, you know. I had some some 
cocktail. I don't remember the name of it. Uh, the mean douchebag or whatever, you know, I had some Stop custom it. cocktail and, um, we're eating the shrimp and grits, just having a great time. I'm like, kind of, sh- I'm like shaken. Yeah. I'm like shaken. Um, and, um, and yeah, I just remember, oh, but the only surprise that I did do was I rounded up like every single person we knew to be at this one bar. And so when oh, we, nice. when we came in at 11 Sweet. at, you know, after we've done the proposal, yeah. I was like, by the way, all of your friends will be here. And That's then, awesome. And oh, then they all cool. showed up and we have, so our engagement photos are from her brother, just taking pictures of all of us. That's drinking beers at this one bar in Nashville. That's nice. So, and Becca just loves beers and karaoke. Like that's that's what her life is. So, what like, more do you need? So, Who I was doesn't? so glad to you know be a provider of that. Yeah. And yeah, we got. I love I love watching karaoke. It's such a joyful, loving place. Like people, yeah, doing songs that they love. I don't do it because I can't carry a tune, but I love watching it. Well, and it's a per- it's a perfect thing. It's a perfect place to go after. An emotional experience like that. You don't do like Red Hot, Red Hot Chili Peppers or something where you don't have to sing. <laughs> Art Brute, remember every Art Brute song he doesn't sing. Um, yeah, and he's telling. He just tells a story. Velvet Underground. About how he was driving down the street, talk singing. Velvet Underground. Oh, like oh, what's that? Um, and Wallace. What was his name? Wally. Oh gosh, I can't remember. It's not 2006 anymore. There's that Velvet Underground song. Art Brute. There's a Velvet Underground song that's like a story about a guy who mails himself to a woman and the woman yes. kills him. Yes. Yeah, I love uh, that second. No, I don't want to do that because I don't want to. I don't want to fucking perform that much. And I people who will love you singing, are I just, a motherfucking ham. You are the hammiest ham. You are. You, don't know me. you are. Yeah, you don't know I. Me. Yeah. You're so you hammy. If you run on a sandwich at Hardee's. Jadge over here would cry. That's very interesting. That's Every, a cool idea. Eric, you know what I that? think when I look at you? I go, where's the mustard? Because <laughs> it's a hot dog. Because you like a hot dog. Because ham, be- ham's really good ham, mustard. Ham is oh, begging ham, for mustard. Ham. Yeah. This last okay. Thanksgiving, I made an Alton Brown ham. Oh, right? Yeah. Oh, wow. I've been, I, I can't watch any sitcoms, any TV shows. I can't watch any of that shit. I can only watch Good Eats with Alton Brown. I don't know it. It was like the first Food Network show. Okay. He, it's a little Bill Nye. It's a little cooking show. Okay. He tells you, I love Alton He Brown. tells you why you're breaking down what cell walls to release what flavors. He like tells you why you do things. Wow. In cooking. Okay. Alton Brown. When you just shit. like Google a recipe, like just a cold, like cold cock, a Google recipe, yeah. usually Alton Brown's recipe for whatever the fuck you Googled is yeah. the first one that pops up. Okay. He, he's like America's yeah. motherfucking food uncle okay like he really is and he directed the video for rem's the one i love what he used <laughs> to be this one goes up to the one i love he was a cinematographer Behind. for like the 80s and he kept just watching cooking shows and uh-huh. thinking he could do a better job and he used his money to go to culinary school and he became alton brown the, the guy the chef guy and now he's, he's like a, he's like an Anthony Bourdain that doesn't have his head up his own fucking ass oh, twenty four yeah. hours a goddamn fucking day. He's an wow. Anthony Bourdain that could ha- hold a conversation with my brother. Wow! Instead of yeah. just talking about Anthony Bourdain ass shit about like earrings and like you know oh what's... I fucked the fucking omelet. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> fucked an omelet, dude. <laughs> uh. So where are you at now? You're engaged. You just got engaged a couple months ago. We just got into our place. We just signed a one year lease. Now yeah. we're now we're in a nice neighborhood. You know, we live alone for the first time. 
We don't have any furniture. We're just sitting on the floor oh, and watching so Good Eats and Gilmore Girls on the floor. Are you making... painting your place? Nah, we're not going to paint. We're just making a lot of Totino's pizzas and like, mm. um, you know, we're like. Uh, this is like that part in the movie where like you yeah. guys are just like figuring it out. No furniture yet. Friends and allies. Yeah. Yeah. What? I don't know that. You don't know the, the, the Joseph Campbell part in act two where it's the friends and allies and enemies. No. Trials. No. You know what I'm talking about, Eric, with the the, the monomyth. <laughs> what are you talking about, dude? What are you talking about, dude? He's talking. He said the part in the movie, and then I yeah. was like, "Oh, let me think about about a uh, story structure real quick." Oh, there's there's okay. a part in Act Two of every okay. story. Yeah. In the Act Two, and what's it called? Where you gather the friends and allies, and you go through the little trials. Okay. As the character, and you know, then you know, in the third act, you have the Dark Knight of the Soul. You have sure. the Blah blah blah. All these okay. things that happen in stories. All right. It's Gotta like work. in Big when after he gets the apartment, <laughs> but at, when, he, but he's like, oh no, I got all my shit now. But I'm a fucking like weird like adult kid. Oh now yeah. Now what? Now what? And that's yeah. Definitely. Well, she's, and it's, she's got and it's like weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's, I mean, she's fuck trying to fuck a kid, but. Um, well, oh yeah, that's Becca to a T. She's always trying to you know no. these kids out here. What about the wedding planning, though? Have you put? Have you set there a date yet? She's doing a lot of the meat of it because I'm so easily distracted and re- I'm just over here having dreams about losing babies that I'm in charge of. That's like, what you dream about. I only have dreams about plane crashes. Yeah. Walking up steep staircases, and I'm in charge of my brother's baby or my baby or yeah. someone else's baby, and I've lost it at mm-hmm. this mall. Yeah. Or you got babies on the brain, baby. Yeah, I yeah, just kind of think because because your Christian family wants you to get married so that your sex has any meaning at all, right? Because if you're not married or you're gay, your sexual anything is bogus no, and yeah. Yeah. and inferior to marriage sex. So it's very very no. important that you funnel yourself into the correct way to conduct yourself with right your loved one. Yeah. Um. But to me, marriage is about having enough money in case someone gets pregnant. Like that's what marriage (laughs) kind of means to me is like, like having a household. Like I, people depend on me. Right. right. And Uh I have, there's expectations, man Mm -hmm. expectations for me. Okay. So I can ask you, can I ask you a question? Yeah. 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 And this is maybe off topic. Um, have you thought about your vows in that regard? Like, I feel like she's already written her vows and I'm like, as the writer person in the relationship, I'm uh-huh. like so terrified of even we've, brainstorming I mean, my vows. We've talked we've talked about this kind of a lot on the podcast where because we get a lot of performers on and the performers who don't marry other performers feel this pressure where like, oh, I'm the performer. Yeah. I need to like bang it out. Are, yeah. See, like yeah. I'm afraid that I'm gonna go too flowery and forget what it is. Like I'm worried that I'm gonna performer myself into abstraction where I have You think you're gonna like Bob Dylan it? Yeah, I'm gonna ruin the wedding free, with free my... associations and vows. Yeah, with my fucking <laughs> John Coltrane ass Jackson Pollock vows are gonna look all shitty and weird compared to this beautiful traditional setup we've composed for our friends and family. Yeah. Are you do- gonna do it in Tennessee, you think? I thought you were gonna be like, you're gonna do it in English? I was like <laughs> fully German old ceremony. English, right? Um we're doing a little it bit in- of Spanish, a little bit of old Spanish too. Yeah, mm-hmm. but with the Spanish lisp on the Z's. Mm. Oh, please, Spain. 
Oh Please. man, don't you just want to eat dinner at 11 p.m. every night and just like? Look I at do the actually. Piazza? Drew works late. Drew works late, and uh, I'm always kind of snacking, but I won't have a meal usually until she gets home at the end of, at the end of the night. It's so important. We usually, yeah, we usually like around mi- midnight most. Midnight. Nights. She works mm-hmm. nights. Yeah, she works at a really fancy restaurant, so she gets home oh, pretty shit. late. Becca and I took a job at the Pantages Theater so every night so that we could, um, so that we could work together to like ensure that we had some time together every day and you oh. sent did you send me and you were there when hamilton was there right yeah i was there when hamilton i was in the lobby for like 400 performances of hamilton or whatever i've heard i've have that musical memorized and i've never seen the dancing are you still doing that now yeah we're at aladdin right now that's like you know it's kind of like i'm waiting for some is it like some, a whole new world is it like a whole new world it is like a whole new world man it's like i'm just trying to stay stay one jump ahead of the breadline um, she, mm-hmm. uh, she's got her big girl job now again. Oh, she, okay. she had a kid. The kid was like the worst. She got burnt out. Yeah. She wanted to not do her career for a minute. So we got these like breezy part-time jobs to spend time together yeah. and not hate our jobs. Right. And, um, and also I was like, like I said, I've been doing comedy since I was 14. I was like, yeah. I want to do less comedy because I've been doing comedy for half my life now. And my career's at this point where doing an open mic every night probably isn't an asset right anymore. Right. Like it used to be. Yeah. So, um, and you're trying to get paid. You want to get like a fucking house. You want to have a baby. You know. yeah. yeah. So like I've comedy, been, comedy doesn't pay so great. It doesn't, but it has this year for me. Cause I've been doing, I've been like doing opening feature spots oh, at yeah, like colleges. Yeah. So that's yeah, like the only reason I was able to get engaged was like, right. I could like, I had, that's the best, just enough money for that. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's like, it's real hit or miss, but like, so like right now she's starting back at her big girl career and she might be, you know, Mr. Moneybags for a second while, yeah. while I'm waiting for some commercials to start playing. There's yeah. like one, one was going to be a Super Bowl commercial. And then Skittles was like, we're only going to show this commercial to one kid in Southern California. I had that. And that's our hook. Yeah. And then I was like, fuck. So that's not a Super Bowl commercial. Are they still yeah. doing the Skittles as a fucking disease? campaign the girl from that commercial was in our commercial it's a weird i can't fucking i can't stand that campaign it's take skittles is my favorite candy by a long shot yeah for you and that the whole like skittles is a fucking disease thing i don't fucking get it i don't like with like Mm. it looks like smallpox get the fuck out of here you don't get it it was in that it was in that universe it was definitely in that universe but then like thank you then there was there's this other commercial that i'm waiting on the breakfast platter Uh and then like there's this other commercial that's like the coffee product yeah so you know i'm just waiting for she she moved here i got this kfc commercial and then i got totally outgraded they totally chopped me out of it not even visible at all yeah and i didn't got any usage from it yep the whole time i got the commercial they told me i booked it i go see honey see i'm working out here yeah i'm gonna provide for you don't talk until it's it's on the air don't talk until you get the check in the mail buddy (laughs) yeah and uh so so I jinxed know. I jinxed Dan out of a Super Bowl commercial because I wouldn't stop talking. Yeah, because I love to live vicariously through Dan because he's so great. Yeah, I um, um yeah. Well, I, totally I actually th- they put mine online, so I that worked out somewhat. I just wasn't on during the big game. Uh, we got to oh, wrap so this it up. It wasn't my fault. Yeah, let's get at it. We got to wrap this up, but I I want I want you you yeah. never answered. Do you have a date set yet or no? October six, and oh. we're getting married in my grandparents' backyard. Because they're 97 billion years old. Hell yeah. That's and perfect. So I don't want them to walk very far. Yeah. And then my old job, commercial production studio, 
in Nashville has given us like a big green screen room where our reception's going to be. So Sick. Oh, fun. Yeah. I'm going to try to make it. Nashville's like a nine I'll, hold on. hour drive from here. Yeah, I want you to come. That's what's great about getting married in Nashville. Everyone wants to come fuck with Nashville for. I want to fuck with Nashville very, very extremely yeah. hard. So it's easy to get people out to that. They wedding. call it the music town. Yeah, Beantown, city of broad shoulders, <laughs> where the fog rolls in on little cat feet. Do you Notes have, and tunes. Do you have any questions for us before you go, since this is a wedding planning podcast by grooms, four grooms, and everyone in between? When are we going to start recording? <laughs> James Austin Johnson. Classic. Look at uh, this guy. Yeah, so uh, like um, how uh, Eric is married now, you're yeah, married now. Yeah. Um, hell yeah. I assume you wouldn't be doing a podcast like this if... It wasn't going well. So I like marriage. Well, I, I I'm all for marriage. I, I I saw a stat that people in our generation are getting married less and less, oh, and yeah. I think that's uh, lame. I think yeah. uh, everyone is too narcissistic and egotistical, and they think I don't know what they're waiting for. Yeah, get off your phones and like commit yourself to a person. Commit. I, I love Being sharing, and it's the best. It's the it's a very great form of sharing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you I just share your life with someone. Marriage, uh, marriage used to be this thing that was just a like religious legal ceremony. In like, you couldn't even read the document. The other guy who could read yeah. was like reading the document to you of what it was and all this stuff. Right. And I think the society's just changed. But it's like, I don't know, man. I'm glad that I can. I'm gonna go to a, a female female wedding in Tennessee. I mean, I never thought growing up listening to Rush Limbaugh bloviating through the airwaves that I would get to do something like that in a place like Tennessee. Right. So it's like, I like that it means whatever it means to whoever does it. Yeah. And I'm one of those people who n knew that I needed to get married. And it was, and it was really just all about Rebecca. It's like, that's yeah. what our relationship. Yeah. Like that's where it's going. Right. I didn't, I kind of didn't believe in marriage until we got back together. And then it was like, this is the only thing we can do. It's kind of the way it works when you know, when you know you get the right person, you're like, yeah, why would, yeah. what, what's, what am I waiting It feels for? good. It feels yeah. good to say yes. Yeah, it does. You're saying yes to more than just, you know, one thing. It's like, yeah. it's, I like, it's important to me to make a goal and a promise for the kind of man I'm going to be, I guess. Man's, man, man needs a code. Man Need needs code. to live up to some sort of ideal, I think. But yeah. this code needs a man. This, this fall. This, this fall on CBS, <laughs> the code. Code's got a family and it's code. Like numbers, and he's got like a family, or right. it's got a family. Are yeah. you refinancing your home, <laughs> James? Thanks, Shulman and Shulman Brothers. Thanks Thank for, you. Thanks for coming Thank on, Grimzillas. Thanks for having me. This was really fun. Yeah, I'm excited to go home and and uh, and cheat on my <laughs> Tinder, Tinder baby. Yeah, wow. I'm ready to throw it all. Derailed away. the whole thing. Weird ending. Yeah. All right. Cool. Love you. Bye. 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 Well, that was just a, a politeful, a politeful religious boy just talking love and being real. Man, did we cover some ground? Yeah, I got to take my shoes huh? off. I got to take my shoes off. We were, we were like, we were like the wedding tarp that just comes over and it will <laughs> we, we cover. We just rolled it out, and then uh, roll out the tarp. Yeah, yeah, that was a great convo. Thanks once again to James Austin Johnson for. Being you, our, our inaugural guest in these brand new spacious Forever Dog Studios in downtown mm. Los Angeles. Man, I, mm. I got to tell you, I, uh, I love coming down. I took the train down here, Eric. It's, uh, oh, good for you. I feel like Fraser Crane. I feel like Dr. Fraser Crane. I got my Ross okay. to my right. Producer uh -huh. Brett is Roz. Um, uh -huh. 
which it doesn't Mirage like <laughs> and Dan and you you have the goods oh, whatever it is that Fraser Crane has I'm listening you have buddy I'm listening you got it I hope not because you've he's, got he's you've got be. that quality well I'm gonna go home I'm gonna have a nice uh small glass of whatever he, he always drinks that little drink and maybe sherry it's a sherry and then uh, maybe I'll play a little bit on the on the grand piano because I am a, an accomplished mm. pianist. Mm-hmm. And then, of mm. course, my brother Niles is going to come over, interrupt the whole thing uh-huh. with his problems. Niles Gill. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dan, Dan, you deserve nothing but the best. I want nothing but the best for you always, Dan. Oh, my God. Right back at you, Eric. What is with Thanks, all Dan. the... You've been really swinging back and forth. You, you, opened, you opened with some heat, making fun of my yeah. den- dentist dad. And now it's yeah. all compliments. Well, I own you, motherfucker. And I uh, wow. and I give and I take. Wow. I give and I take. I give to you and I take it away just, because I fucking can. You own me. I own you. Wow. I own you. You're playing me like a fiddle? Is that what you're saying? I love, I love you, Dan. Bye. I love you. Bye. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Dog. Brett Boehm. Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.